the Fantasy Unicorns Podcast. If you stare at a horse in its eyes, then you just might find a unicorn. <laughs> That's right. Take these terrible puns. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry and Instagram one closing hero. We have a new addition to the team of the unicorns, and uh, I have Kyle here today. How are you doing today, yeah. man? What's up? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Starks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So this episode is, is going to be a little bit brief uh, for the listeners because we definitely want to touch up on the, the free agency, but that's going to be more for tomorrow. But we'll touch up, you know, highlight a little bit here. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on a ride. And uh, actually jumping into the free agency just a little bit to get started for a part two tomorrow with some of the other unicorns, if they're able to get on, uh, is KD. And it uh, looks like Kyrie Irving goes to the Knicks. And, you know, what's your thoughts on that there, Kyle? I mean, let's just say that the Brooklyn Nets have made, have made the greatest rebuild we've ever seen. From rebuilding without any draft picks to signing possibly top, top two of the top ten players in the NBA. Like, you've, you've got to give uh, Sean Marks a lot of credit there, man. Yeah, absolutely. And then on top of that, you know, with the Nets... Uh, I think they what did they also grab DeAndre Jordan? Is that my understanding? I didn't know if I caught that report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a close f- friend of KD, and they were able to snatch him up also. Yeah, so I'm gonna steal the ball and throw it back to you, and actually pass it back to you, Kyle. So, in a fantasy outlook, as far as value goes, because we're dynasty driven, but we can also give that redraft flavor. Who do you think is going to take at least you know in the center spot? Do you believe Jared Allen's gonna take a hit with DeAndre Jordan going in there? Uh, maybe, maybe it depends, depends on how they, how they run their rotation. But I, I don't know. I just feel like Jared Allen might, might actually, uh, go up in production actually. Because considering with Kyrie and KD possibly opening up the play, uh, he might get, he might get more blocks and, uh, more rebounds. Cause, cause no way that they're going to play DeAndre and, and Jared Allen together. <laughs> That, yeah, that, that, that's I, simply not happening. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't see that happening to, to uh, for them to play together. It might be a little bit different in my approach. Uh, it's good for us to have, you know, different logics because we're a unicorn. So, yeah, we yeah, might yeah. Think a little bit different. So, I think Jared Allen does take a, a little bit of a, a value hit there. But as time progresses on, I can see Allen, even if he becomes a six man or whatever, I think they're going to, as time progresses on, find that he might be the better, well, he should be the better talent as DeAndre Jordan is starting to, you know, get older in years in fantasy, and then obviously in the NBA. So, Jaron Allen, uh, it is an unfortunate, you know, slight hit in production, but I can also see him come back at some point as the season progresses on to, to at least bounce back because last year he had – I know a lot of people was onto the hype train of Jared Allen, and he did decent, you know, last year to be fair, but at the same time I, I wanted more from him. So, hopefully, you know, something can, you know, give and take. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and uh, looking at the stats, he's been averaging uh, close to 23 minutes a game. And I fully expect uh, him to close out games compared to DeAndre. But for sure, uh, DeAndre would be pretty much a good uh, good option off the bench, like, in my opinion. Yeah, and also on top of that, if you go that route, you can also say maybe, you know, DeAndre Jordan can kind of help him to, you know, more of like yeah, a yeah, yeah. shooter, you know what I mean? Like motivate yeah. him and, and help him with him, himself in general. And like you said, probably like close out games. So now going back to the net situation with five, obviously, as we know, Kevin Durant's supposed to be out, what, the full 12 to 14 months. 
And that is one of the interesting things because another report had came out that the Knicks, they were kind of scared <laughs> uh, because of this injury. So that's just one of those things like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to sign him because of this injury, the Achilles. But, like, that almost tells you that it was a bad choice because the reason why I said that's a bad choice because it's the New York Knicks. Yeah. So that, just, that, just, that just also tell you right there. So, you know, what's your thoughts real quick on Katie and that whole situation? I mean, I mean, first off, let me say uh, the Knicks are going to Knicks. And uh, there, was a report, <laughs> there, there was a report that came out that uh, uh, they met with Julius Randle in L.A. Mm-hmm. And considering Katie was right smack in New York already. How they didn't get a meeting with KD just really astounds me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's just, just wild. And just like you said, the Knicks are going to Knicks. That's kind of sad <laughs> to say, but that's honestly the truth. So, and then the thing is, I don't know if you're, you know, you're accustomed. I'm sure you've seen it when, I think it was like the All-Star game when they were like in the hallway where KD and, and um, Kyrie was just like whispering and talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I that? saw that picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> Right, so it just makes you think like, oh, man, they, you know, I know Kyrie was like backfiring, like, oh, no, we weren't talking about teaming up. Yeah, you guys probably were, but, you know, what's your thoughts on that, man? I mean, I mean, uh, K- KD and Kyrie, that's going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting combo, to say the least, considering that you have the Bucks, the Sixers, and mm-hmm. uh, I, read, I mean, if Kawhi, if Kawhi stays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it almost seems like he might not stay. That's what it seems like. I mean, I, I don't know. What's I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm really praying <laughs> that the Lakers get him. Cause, <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, we've, I mean, we've been going all in on Kawhi, and it's pretty much been quiet on our end. We haven't joined the free agency party yet. Yeah, and real quick, let me steal the ball and give it back to you. Are you a Lakers fan, I'm assuming? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about you? Oh, man. Oh, man, unfortunately, I'm a Thunder fan by default. I, I can't stand a Thunder, but, I mean, oh. it's my team by default, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just going to ask you this real quick because I, I know a lot of people that are – if you're Lakers fans, I'm sure you're, like, a big Kobe fan, too. Is that yeah, true? yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, so as far as, like, KD goes, and if you picked them up since we're dynasty-driven, I know – and, Kyle, you're actually in this free week, so I appreciate you was getting into that last minute for the listeners – um, I actually liked your draft. We'll talk about thanks, like, man. That. Man, no problem. We'll talk about that, like closing um, this episode up to kind of give the listeners a little bit of that. Um, but I wanted to say that uh, with you in there, I know Katie actually went second um, by another unicorn that picked him, which was Pat. And that's fine um, if you want to play the long game, but his team is not too bad either. But yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he can come back. Uh, you know. And be better. Well, I wouldn't say better, but at least be good when he comes back within that time span of 12 to 14 months. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Kyrie also in this situation with the Nets. I guess we'll just kind of go ISO with the whole Nets. And then obviously we'll open up to the next episode on a couple more things. But Kyrie Irvin is obviously going to be a fine player going into the Nets. And if anything, his value typically, if you know, it should take a little bit of a boost up, at least my opinion, because I mean, well, Boston, you know, there was a lot of mouths to feed there. But Kyrie was still fine. He didn't really take a big impact in Boston. But for him to go to the Nets, but at the same time, it's like D'Lo. D'Lo hasn't sure. moved yet. By probably the next episode, D'Lo might be moved at that point in time. So we're going to see what how that happens. And let me ask you this real quick, uh, Kyle. What's your thoughts on Karis LeVert? I mean, he was a good player 
closing out shop last uh, year when he was came back from injury. Maybe next season with uh, with KD out, I think uh, Levert is gonna really do well. Do well. I actually had them. Actually had them in my fantasy last year before he got hurt, but but then I I see him mm-hmm. as a great. Let's say to uh second to third option to Kyrie for next season, but definitely that will change once KD comes in because mm-hmm. I believe. He's a free agent next season, if I'm correct. Yeah. So yeah, I believe it, it's, I believe might, so. it might be interesting, especially if the Nets decide to go win now, two seasons from now, that he he might he might get moved. Yeah, absolutely. So let's at least just talk about because I, I want to at least savor some of the most of the free agency moves like next episode, but I want to at least touch up on maybe two more players uh, with the free agency here. And uh, one of the things that, I, you know, it, it's hard to kind of – because we did this, you know, Dynasty Free League, you know, right after the NBA season essentially because yeah. it's hard to almost draft players with the free agency um, going on right now. That, that is a tough thing, but I also think it's a, <laughs> a nice challenging thing where you have to really go by a gut, gut guess on what you do. And real quick, we'll just kind of touch up a little bit on uh, the signing for the Suns. They, they get, you know, one of my original guys I that think I like, Ricky Rubio. You know, With the Suns getting Rubio, it's him? really going to benefit him and the rest of the Phoenix team. Because last year, they didn't really have a three-point guard with Devin Booker, Isaiah Kanan, and whatnot. So, with, with a better distribution of the ball, maybe Rubio can feed, you know, guys like... Uh, Mm-hmm. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and and open up the floor for them, mm-hmm. cause like yeah, yeah, cause like yeah, cause like last year, yeah, absolutely, you you would see the Go spacing ahead. like okay. uh very off with considering Booker, T.J. Warren, Josh Jackson, and and whole and and the whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and I'm with you on that. Um. And the thing is, I know a lot of people like, you know, like Booker to kind of play that hardened role, the combo guard, which is fine. I think that would be fine, too. But at the same time, you know, I think it's good that they definitely have a, a point guard in Ricky Rubio. I was really hoping that he went to the yeah. Pacers. And I guess that kind of segues well to the Pacers that will get here to the, momentarily. But uh, for the value of Ricky Rubio, at least in my thoughts and in my opinion, I, I actually spoke about this a few episodes ago um it it was like i had a gut feeling that ricky rubio was going to get moved my gut was more towards the gear of him going to uh the indiana pacers but he lands in phoenix obviously a fast-paced offense with which actually bodes well for him and his fantasy outlook he should be inserted into the starting lineup with that being said uh hopefully he can give you that value as a top 50 player this year if he gets the starting minutes that's well deserved for him because i mean who he's got ellie hobo and then i think who's the other backup uh melton deandre melton so with that being said, uh, I definitely like his fantasy outlook. He's about a 28-year-old player. Dynasty formats, uh, if you're able to get him, at least my thought process, in the 60-70 range, that's cool if you're facts, more in a build uh, yeah. now to win now. So that's my outlook on him. And, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? Do you think they're going to be I mean, a better team? I mean, in terms of or in real life, in trouble? I, on, honestly, I really don't see them, like, progressing. Because, <laughs> you know, because you know, I mean, R- Robert Sarver right, right. and they've, they've literally been in the lottery for what six plus years now. But then, uh, going back to Devin Booker, I think yeah. if, if I'm a if I'm a Devin Booker 
owner. I I'd, I'd I'd be happy with with this Rubio signing. Though maybe the assist part is gonna get a dip. He uh his usage his usage and percentage is going to become better, and maybe maybe time without the ball, uh with the, with him not bringing down the ball always would maybe keep him healthy because that's been one criticism of Booker's game. Yes, thank you for saying that because I was also, as you were talking, I was yeah. at the same time thinking, yeah, the wear and tear, that should help that because I know he was riddled with a lot of injuries, the little tweaks a lot, uh, you know, last year. So, yeah, holding the responsibility of Ricky Rubio having the ball in his hands definitely holds well. So we'll jump a little bit, kind of segueing like I was saying to the Pacers, and then we'll kind of close up the free agency until the next podcast episode. And Malcolm Brogdon actually goes to the Pacers, which that was a surprise for me. Um, I'm gonna pass you I've the been ball. high on Malcolm, on Malcolm Brogdon ever since. I wanted him to stay. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on him because oh, he's, wow. he's the perfect fit uh, guard. He, okay. he, he he's not flashy or anything, but then he he's basically the perfect glue guy for mm-hmm. any offense in the NBA. And with uh, who's who's this? Uh, Victor Oladipo basically gone up to what December. Uh, yes. Him and Jeremy Lamb, I'm, I'm, yep. if I'm correct, they signed also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I missed I missed that report. If that was the case, um, if you if you're able to check that real quick, while if you know if you, if you don't mind, so that way I can at least you know touch up a little bit. Yep, on yep, that. yep. Yeah, yep. if the, if Lamb definitely yeah, he went did. over there, yeah, that that'll be at least a, he did go over there, and then obviously no I, way. I think also TJ Warren's over there too, right? So. Um, I yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I, I don't even have my stuff. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, I'm gonna say this in our free listener league. I'm sure the listeners gonna, you know, I, if they draft him, that's fine. TJ Warren to me, if he's inserted in the starting lineup, which I think he should, um, that's a value pick to me. Like, it's not the sexy name that always matters in fantasy. It's about the production too at times. So, TJ Warren, when he was playing for Phoenix, if everybody remembers that, maybe owned him last year. He was putting up top 50, 45 production last year, and that's nothing to take lightly. So even though you might not have the sexiest name, as long as you're getting that production, that's good. But Malcolm Brogdon, um, I haven't been the highest on Malcolm Brogdon, but, hey, if you were, that's good because he had a great past year. Um, And then at the same time, he was injured. So if he's going to get all that run in Indiana, that's easily a top 60 or better player. And, you know, that's – he's another player for some reason. It's not a sexy name, but – He's gonna give you some, yeah, man. some strong I mean, production. Look at, not always look at the game. Pacers lineup now. Uh who who do they have? It's pretty much great. Malcolm Brogdon, <laughs> Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren, yeah. Thaddeus Young, and Miles Turner. I mean I mean Miles on paper and with Miles the bonus off yeah, the back. Yeah. I don't I I actually think my early season prediction yeah. is them being better than the Celtics. Cause yeah. Yes. Yes, I said it. Oh, yes. God. Yep. <laughs> yep. Really? <laughs> wow. But no, you know what's funny? Like, if anything, I'm going to say this. I, If I had, a t- like, a different team, like a secondary team is Indiana. It's just because I am I have, like, one of the biggest crushes on Dippo and Miles Turner. I was been, I, as people know, like, I've been behind them for the most of the time in their career where I've got, you know, clowned out over the years. But at the same time, you know, look where they're at now. Unfortunately, Victor Dippo is trying to come back from injuries, just like you said, in December, January. And then Miles Turner, 
he had a bounce back year, you know, this past year from the prior year. But um, I think they're going to try to experiment the Sabonis Miles Turner combo. I know it was a struggle in the beginning of the year. Their plus minus was negative, but at the end of the season, I think they got better. If they try to tinker with that, I know it's not one of the, the things that they do in the NBA now. Um, you know, obviously with the small lineups, but hey, it might work. And if they do, for sure, Sabonis, for sure, even man, if he comes off the bench, he'll be a fine player in Indiana. But yeah, you. But you saying Indiana? No, I mean because uh, considering that's the thing. I like it, man. Uh, Indiana finished finish just one game after one game of, one game below the Celtics last season, and I mean, I kind of believe in this score. And uh, maybe we'll get into the Kemba signing in the in the next episode. But like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. For for sure, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. But I'll I'll hold that take for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay no no that's fine that's absolutely fine but uh yeah so we will talk a little bit more for the free agency you know on tomorrow's episode podcast episode so uh gave you guys a little bit of appetizer so kyle if you don't mind you know if you want to you know, uh, let people know uh, a little hey bit guys of your background. i'm kyle you can follow me on twitter k-a-h-y-l-e-e-e and i do nba articles also, t- touch up on the NFL, supporting both the Lakers and the Panthers, and yeah, a fellow a fellow unicorn, just like you, Stark. Okay. Okay. Nice. Was Was you like a, a past writer? Oh yeah, writer I, I've, you know, I've been writing for about four years, and I've been writing also both in my country and outside of it. Nice, nice. So uh, we'll kind of start tying things down because I know some of the listeners want to wants a little bit more information on the uh, the free league that you know the the unicorns are running this year. And Kyle, I got you in there last minute, so appreciate you you know taking uh, the bull by the horns. And like I said, I was looking at your team, and I I like it. You know, you made some moves, and at the same time making moves, you got a lot of value because the thing is with dynasty leagues. As I mentioned in the last episode, everybody gets excited for the new toy or the new car, however new thing that they like, and they, they basically just run to it, right? So you have to be careful with that, you know, unless you're for sure going to get that fantasy player that's going to give you that value. But anyways, I seen you got Bradley Bill after me, and that was a real – that's funny. Um, oh, okay. Because I was <laughs> going to get him or Donald go, Mitchell. Go on, go on. And the reason why I got Mitchell – Go No, no, that go was on, tough. Go Obviously, on, Brad, I'm just laughing no, right here. So like, so Bradley Bill should be he should be the better player than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can I can be honest about that. I just for me I just have a heart for certain players that I believe is going to bounce back. And even if I fall you know fall on my face flat, I just got to accept it. You know I'm not going to make every decision call on on good on paper. I'm gonna make mistakes too, just like every other expert. But uh, Bradley Bill should definitely be a top tw- I think like a top fifteen or better, even a top twelve player or better with John Wall out. So I seen you got him at a great value at 19 in the Dynasty League. And if you want to talk uh, a little bit about... So basically, I have right now Bradley Beal. Uh, who else do I have? Uh, Pascal. And and I, I originally drafted Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. But but then looking at my team with uh, mm-hmm. two, two scorers in Beal and Siakam, I needed to flip him. So I flipped him 
for Marvin Bagley and an upcoming round fifth pick, around five pick. And I'm fu- that's funny you mentioned Marvin Bagley. I was it was I was stuck between him and Dippo. Like honestly, like that was my that was the next big man that I thought about getting. It was just for me. Um, man, he's 20 years old too, so that's definitely good. I had the thought in the logic of you know if Dippo if and that's a big if if he comes back yeah yeah he could be a top 25 player or better. Marvin Bagley definitely has he has the ceiling. Uh, Bagley has the ceiling of a a top 60 or better player, like even possibly this year, I would not be surprised. Um, I think they did sign someone else in the Kings, so that could possibly hamper just his value a tad bit this year. But Bagley's a good player. You know, he he really did come out. And the Pascal Siakam pick, I really love that pick. You got him late in the round. And that's, that's funny, man. Like, I think all of your picks, I really consider picking them. So, like, I was stuck. I, honestly, I was stuck between Miles Turner and Pascal Siakam. And I really think, like, you are you know, you have the mentality of thinking Kwai's probably – he might be going out of Toronto. So, if that's the case, Pascal Siakam is going to get that usage rate bump up along with beautiful stats behind it. And he could be a, a, a swell Thanks, player. Thanks, man. I mean, so I mean, I like, you, like your team's also well. shaping up pretty right. nicely. I'm kind of impressive with your picks. Your, your picks are – yeah, because, yeah, I mean, uh, who, who do you have? Don, Don, Donovan Mitchell, Miles Turner – Victor Oladipo, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Paul man. I'm, if you if you're gonna ask me right now, you have a better team than me, honestly. But of course, the the draft is going to be long, and we'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll see how this long. plays out. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna see how this plays out. Cause I mean, I see a couple other teams that's better than mine, like on paper. And uh, as you as you know, there's a lot of trades that is going down. There's more than 10 at this point, And we're only in the fourth round in this 20-man league. So let's touch up a little bit on the second round, and then we'll kind of close up shop because I know the listeners want to at least hear a little bit about the uh, second round. So uh, one of the players that went second round uh, going back, that trade that you did for uh, the guy that picked up DeAndre Ayton, uh, I, you know, I actually had DeAndre year? on my board. See, seeing that, seeing that the bigs were starting to okay. go out, but then I realized that uh, I needed I needed to kind of trade down because at uh, at what at the pick I'm in, yeah, twenty something. I I, I kind of think that's kind of okay. a reach for me. So I opted to trade down and get Pascal instead, and and hope and good thing he was there. Yeah, absolutely. Let me steal the ball and give it back to you. This is a hypothetical question. That you know, that pick that DeAndre was uh, yeah. picked at your you know the traded down spot. I think it was twenty two. Would you take out of these three players? Who would you rather have, DeAndre Ayton, Kristoff or Kristoff uh, Porzingis? That's a good question. But then I think instead? I'd go with DeAndre Ayton because, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because though. Really? Porzingis has okay. that ACL uh, injury worry, and especially for a seven-footer, that's that's quite worrying. Uh, Jaron Jackson versus DeAndre Ayton is mm-hmm. is a good question, but I'm going to go with Ayton because for, for one, he's uh, an all-rookie first team. Th- that's something, and second, he's been under the radar uh, in terms of yeah, for sure, averaging. 
16 points. 16, uh, basically, a double-double. 16 points, 10 rebounds, and basically a steal yep. and a block a yep. game. So, uh, and he was basically healthy uh, last year, playing 71 games. So, maybe, especially with mm-hmm. uh, the Suns uh, opting for a fast-paced offense, I'd prefer him over JJJ. But, mm-hmm. but man, JJJ was really tempting okay. for me to pick also. <laughs> now, now, for me, it is very tough. It's very tough. Um, but I'll say this. DeAndre, and I was one of the biggest backers of him because I know – and it's not to put shade yeah. on Luka Doncic because he's awesome, <laughs> you know, to the listeners. He's awesome. Like, I, I love him as the next guy. But the funny thing is people didn't realize, like, Aiton had a better yeah, exactly. fantasy season than Luka did this past year. Uh, right. So, the thing is, with that also to be said, what I've said in the beginning when we started the Unicorns podcast is that DeAndre Aiton, man, if he could just it, – it just baffles me. Just take more shots. Like, he's his field goal percentage is high. Why not – feed him the ball or demand the ball and take more shots. Like, it's Devin Booker and him and obviously a little bit of Rubio now, but if Aiton takes his uh, game to the next level to take more shots, I, I think that's just more fantasy gold for him, and he's definitely a really good yeah. player. And, I think, yeah, like and with Phoenix having a new coach in Monty Williams, I'm definitely interested in how Aiton's development goes. <laughs> Yep, yep. And triple now as far as Triple J, I think he's going to be excellent this year. Especially, you know, they they obviously moved Mark Gasol and they also moved uh, Conley, and so they're going to obviously have the the younger talent take over. And, you know, in Grizzlies with John Morant, and then obviously Triple J. I think they're trying to have him actually a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. facilitator secretly under the radar too. So. His value should take a boost, and hopefully his uses takes a, uh, a boost as well. So I definitely like his outlook as well. All right. So in this second round, I just want to touch up on maybe a few more things, and we'll kind of close shop here. Is uh, you know what's your <laughs> what's your thoughts on? Let me see. Well, actually, let me just ask you this. I'm going to make you be a bad guy, unfortunately. Hmm. Which pick do you That's think hard. is reaching this round? Wait, let me take a look. <laughs> uh. Made uh, no off, off the top of my head, I've got I've actually got Zach Levine. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, because uh, drafting Zach Levine in the second round is, uh, it could be it could bode well for some some players, but like last year, I I was kind of not mm-hmm. too high on Zach, especially with how ef- inefficient he was. But he de- he definitely gave you numbers if you had them. Yeah. But then he isn't someone that I would trade trade for. It might be personal preference, but considering uh, he still has that injury worry and uh, inefficiency issues right in Chicago with with the this, the with how dysfunctional they are. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely have have lots of worries for Zach Levine. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think he's a he's a decent player, but I agree with you. He he's really inefficient. Um, the usage rate is off the wall. But obviously, you know that at one point in time is because Laurie Marketing was out when he came back in the, the starting lineup. Things changed a little bit for his usage rate, and then Wendell Carter Jr. went down. So what's going to be beautiful, if anything, I'm going to be really excited to see how Chicago operates with this new 
all these new players and to see who is going to basically um, get a lot of, you know, feed on that team. So, real quick, uh, what would be for you the value pick in this Uh, round? In terms of dynasty-wise, actually getting get, uh, Pat getting KD in the second round is a steal. But I think the better value here uh, <laughs> might be might be actually uh, your pick in Miles Turner. Actually, yeah, because like, uh, oh, you think, I think so? Many people kind of underrated Miles Turner last year in terms of his production, but with Victor Oladipo out for basically half of the season, uh, him him together with that. Pacers offense, man. Things are. Really, I'm really high on on the Pacers right now, and Master is basically uh, automatic blocks for you. So you you pretty much have one category in the bag with him in your team. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I can gush. Over, <laughs> I want me to stop gushing over Miles Turner? So, uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, I definitely like. Let me see a value pick. Uh, Dennis had a good pick in Kemba Walker, the Unicorns. I, I thought that was a value pick. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit older. I think he's, what, 28, 29-ish? So, uh, so uh, obviously, he was putting up, what, top eight production, I believe, this past year in Boston. You know, we'll talk about that next episode. Um, but honestly, let me see. There was eh, there was value, value a little bit everywhere. Now, I'll say this. There was a, a reach that Actually, let me. You actually typed on him that I think it was a value pick, Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, I actually thought that was a pretty solid pick. I, for me, I'm not. I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be good for you, right? So, in a fantasy outlook, his dynasty outlook is it's not too bad. Um, I know he was one of those. And see, this is the thing about dynasties. This is me going on the ISO rant. The dy- when you play dynasty or redraft leagues, it's funny how people change their mentality on players. Rudy Gobert, if people were accustomed to a few years ago, he was like the new toy, and everybody wanted him so bad. They were going to get him, like, in the back first round, like, in the 12-man league, in the redraft league. So I've seen that happen a few years ago. But obviously, people are starting to falter off. Like, I never thought of him that high ever in his career. He was always, like, a top 30-ish type of guy to me. Um, but people started, you know, to fade away from him. And even in this dynasty league, I'm trying to see what, where he fell at. He fell what twenty, yeah, uh, twenty six or something to that nature, maybe even deeper than that. Um, but for me, I thought that was a pretty good value pick. Actually, and, you know, any uh, quick like, thoughts like on like uh, Rudy? Rudy as a player, I actually love his game. Both, both no, I mean both in real life and, and in fantasy. Okay. And like and, and like I actually think that's a steal. Like I actually think nice. Uh, Rudy Gobert going in the second round is actually uh, a value pick because. Like he gets you blocks and gets you blocks, rebounds and whatnot. And actually, I kind of think that Utah is gonna go all in on this on this season. Cause I don't know if you don't know, but with but with Rudy Gobert winning a defensive player of the year, the dude the the dude is eligible mm-hmm. for supermax. So I, I'm not sure if Utah is willing to give oh, that. Yeah. So, uh. Definitely, they're going mm-hmm. all in the Jazz, especially with getting Bohan Bogdanovic. Man, that team's going to be right. scary with Mike Conley. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. And hey, 
I'm glad you pointed that out because they are deaf to me. And just like yeah. said, I think they're really under the radar. Utah is coming, man. Um, but actually, what I'm seeing, Gobert went 30. So if you just for those listeners, if you played in a 10 man, let's just say hypothetically 10 man redraft league, that shouldn't that happen for sure. Third round, like that shouldn't happen. So he that <laughs> that shouldn't happen. So that was a good value pick. Um, man, I, I mean, I, like you said, I'm excited to see what actually Utah does this year. And as we're closing up shop here, Kyle, is there anything else? Um, maybe, get out or, maybe you know, let, let's just touch on the free agents that haven't been signed yet. Kawhi, Ka- Kawhi is taking meetings with uh, a couple okay. of teams. Uh, interesting point though is uh, Clay Thompson. After after weeks of speculation that the Warriors are going to offer him max, until now they haven't. They haven't come to an agreement, which I think it's interesting for me. And Jimmy Butler, it's going to be interesting what happens to Jimmy, especially with the whole Houston or Miami rumors. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how the, how, the, oh, yeah. how the landscape plays out. Because, I mean, a, a, lot of, a lot of players are still on the board. Al Horford, D'Lo. And then we go to the lower tier with, with Looney, mm-hmm. Pat Bev, and, and, and the whole lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, with that being said, uh, just like when you had mentioned Jimmy Butler, I know there was a report saying that he was leaning on the heat, but honestly, that isn't – just because yeah. you're leaning on the team doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go there. So, if he surprised, if he surprises the league and goes, goes to Houston somehow, that would that would be interesting. And just real quick, that was kind of my clutch shot, but my clutch shot is going to be kind of reversed back to you there, Kyle, the close-up shot. Let's just say hypothetically – Jimmy Butler somehow winds up in Houston. What do you think their chances of win, or at least getting uh, to the finals? I'll try to not be a, better shot uh, not. a little biased with my Lakers, but <laughs> but maybe uh, <laughs> I see them uh, going back to the conference finals. It because it will really depend who they give up for Jimmy because they have they have lots of caps uh, cap that they need to trade off with Eric Gordon, PG Tucker, Capella, and maybe even Chris Paul. So. It will really depend who they build, uh, Harden and Butler, if ever they get Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, that's definitely it's going to be interesting. So, uh, you guys, thank you uh, for listening to us. And it's, it's good to have Kyle with the unicorn. Appreciate it. On this podcast. It was actually a long time waiting. So, uh, with that being... No, no problem, man. I'm glad that you're here. Th- thanks, With man. With that being said, you guys, you guys. Uh, take a ride.